Hello and welcome to Open All Ours, which for once is probably going to be quite a happy podcast. I haven't said that for a while. Um, I'm joined by my fellow founder member and two Robs, one of who plays for QPR and one who wishes he played for QPR. So first up's Paul Finney. Hello, Paul, who's not going to talk about the 24-hour flight at all tonight. No, I am. Here. Has anyone ever had out of date beer? Because I'm just drinking beer this three months out of date. I think it's fairly safe, isn't it? Yeah, you should be all right, mate. Yeah. If you, if you don't I'll speak to me again, I'll, you can have me QPR sign Brooks shirt. Oh, great. <laughs> Thanks. That means a lot. Um, also joined by Rob Gilbert. Hi, Rob. Evening. How are you? Very well, thank you. And last and definitely not least, our new goalkeeper, Rob Dickey. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad. I've been training with the goalkeepers the last couple of days, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. I bet you enjoyed <laughs> Sunday dinner for once. Yeah, yeah, no, it was it was definitely nice to wake up on Sunday morning with a uh, with a with, after a good result. Yeah, for sure, it was it was nice. Yeah, it's been. I mean, I've you know got to say, um, I don't think many of us saw it coming. But to be fair, um, Gareth Ainsworth did say before the game that he thought we could get a result. Not many people believed him, and it was a bit to use the cliche, a bit like the Alamo, those that first half, all that defending, wasn't it? But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. How was well, it like? You, know, you can't be you, you can't be blamed for for being a you know pessimistic going into the game. Obviously, as no one has actually won there this season. Yeah. Um, um, but no, I mean, like you said, it, we weathered an early storm, a heavy storm. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then we kind of we we stuck to our game plan really well, and we we hit them on the counter attack, quite you know quite nicely. And then obviously bringing Sinclair on in the second half with his when he's fresh and and you know we know he's razor sharp. So having him as an outlet on the counter attack is 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 incredibly dangerous against any side. So we knew you know we just we we hung in there, um, defended well at times. You know loads of blocks. And and our, our hard work and patience paid off, I guess. Yeah, no, I mean, <clears throat> you talked to Sinclair then. I mean, he, there's that sort of iconic picture of him at the end celebrating. <laughs> I mean, he, he's well into it, isn't he? And he's he, like you say, he made all the difference when he came on. What's what's he like? Yeah, no, he loves it. He's a good character. We all love him in the change room. He's a bit crazy, but <laughs> we love him. We we love him for it. Um, and yeah, he's. he's He's an absolute beast, to be fair, and and to bring him on in a game like that was was really helpful for us. But you know, can't take away anything from any of the boys that you know, um, Lyndon and Jamal done a great. It would it wouldn't have really, uh, it probably went a bit unnoticed, but they did a brilliant job um, during the game. Uh, we 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 kept to our shape really well. But no, it was nice, like you said, to wake up on Sunday morning with a good result was it felt fantastic. Yeah, before I hand over to you two, I just, just um, finishing on Sinclair. You said he's a bit mad in the dressing room. Any any examples? Of that anything you can anything can tell us? No, well, I don't think I can really reveal on here. But oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. He's he's sound. He's just um, we all love him. He's 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 come in and he's he's a, he's a, he's a fairly big character and stuff. But he's a real good, honest lad, and we we enjoy working with him. Sometimes he needs pushing on a little bit, but yeah, we're. We're thankful to bring his his pace on in games for sure. Brilliant, Paul. 
Well, should I tell my story now, Chris? Or should I leave it to later? Because maybe, maybe to... later when Rob's gone. Yeah, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure everyone's dying to hear it. So maybe leave the best till last. Yeah? No, I'll tell us now. You're quite right. No, I'll tell Robert now. Go on, then. Are you sitting comfortably, Rob? Sorry. You sitting comfortably? Yeah, I'm all right. This could take, you could be Make kicking off by the time this story ends, I tell you. <laughs> On Saturday, I was in Thailand, going up these steps to the big Buddha. It's a big thing, big religious thing. I shouldn't say big thing. I've probably offended every monk in the world now anyway. And um, there's all these monks waving to you, and it's all very lovely. You've got these steps. As I'm coming into the temple, coming out as a Burnley fan, this is in Thailand, middle of nowhere. Oh, and wow. I just shouted, fuck me, we're playing you today. He goes, oh, you're QPR. That sounds terrible. QPR. Chat away about it. And he was more or less saying he was in two minds. He'd rather win the league at Ewood to shove it up them. I know they didn't play like that, if I'm being brutally honest. Um, <laughs> and he was wished as well. And he actually couldn't understand why we were in the position we were in because he looked at our players. Fair enough, he actually mentioned you and Jimmy because obviously Jimmy played there and said two proper old fashioned centre halves. You know, you, you shouldn't be where you were. And I was like, yeah, I know it's been a flipping mad season. We blame someone who went off to Glasgow Rangers and this, that, and the other, bloody, bloody, blood. Or you can't comment. And anyway, so I'm I'm taken from that on the steps of the Buddha. The Buddha is not only a QPR fan, but he single-handedly changed our fate on Saturday. But <laughs> was six thousand miles away on the steps, and you're having a conversation about football. I felt sorry for the lad. He's probably got in there, rinsed all his sins. Got in to see Buddha, had a wee chat, comes out, meets me, going, don't beat us today, you'll send this down. But I tell you what, watching that game in Thailand, Rob, I was shiting myself. I mean, that first 10 <laughs> minutes was just the... It was... I mean, to play in that, it must have been... That one that you head off the line, came off the post, said he made a yeah, save, blah, blah, yeah. blah. What were you thinking? Like, apart from the old shit. No, well, I mean... <laughs> like I said earlier, the, we, had, we had to weather a very heavy storm early on, but... It's funny because you get it's, the more the more sort of blocks that you make or the more chances that they miss, you kind of get a feeling of, you know, could be our day. <laughs> you know, yeah, you get a mad feeling of it could be our day. You know, we just hang in here. Um, if they don't take their chances, then we can make that we can really make them pay. And thankfully, that's what happened. I tell, I tell you another thing that I didn't like was, I mean, I know Sinclair is he's like myself, he's Irish, he's mad as a hatter. We all are, it's in the water. I'm sure I'm sure you never knows with Jimmy before either, all 39 people. But that foul you manded on him when he was running with the ball was a shocker, wasn't it? I mean, the ref was yeah. very limited in that. I thought that could have been easily a red. Yeah, I think it, I thought it could have easily been a red. Um, but you can never be surprised with with the the officiating in this league. Thankfully. Thankfully, we didn't lose or draw and, and end up saying, you know, oh, they should have been down to 10 men or whatever. We got, I think we got what we did. Exactly. Justice was served and we got the three points, so. I love it. Had it been Keith Scrode, he'd probably have sent you off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Gilbert. What, what, yeah, well, he could have given us a penalty last week, couldn't he? Yeah. Oh, he could. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it'd be better stay at home and not bother than just give him the points. It'd be a lot easier. <laughs> Every time we get him, it's just, there's no point. We might yeah, as well there's, a crazy, there's a crazy start, isn't there, that we've not won with him in refereeing our game in years or something like that. I can't, do you know, Rob, it's a mystery to me why that is. I can't, <laughs> you know, it really is. After about five minutes of seeing him give offsides that aren't offside, free kicks that aren't free kicks, turning down yeah, penalties, right. not yeah. sending two players off when they clearly should have been sent off the other week. I mean, that's shocking, shocking challenges. Yeah. And nothing, yeah. No, I'm surprised. Robert. Hello, Robert. <laughs> Uh, they, uh, I always wonder, as a player, especially as a defender, do you 
in a weird way, enjoy playing in a game like Saturday where you've got to defend. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, is it? Yeah, yeah. Is it more enjoyable to play in that in a tight game like that than to play a game where you win two 0 and you haven't got much defending to do? Uh, yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Um, to be to be honest, I'd rather probably rather win two 0 and not have much to do. <laughs> but no, I, it's it was it's, it's nice. It's one of those occasions where you you can really. You find out a lot about yourself, and you and you you you, you stand up and be counted, and you just really re- relish the challenge. I really enjoyed Saturday. I mean, I didn't enjoy the first ten minutes, to be fair, but <laughs> I enjoyed the um, just the, the the how we stuck together as a team. I'm really proud of us. Uh, I'm really proud of all of us of how we stayed together as a team, and we kept believing till the end. And even when it went one all, we all you know we reacted to that goal well and. Yeah, like it paid off in the end, and we we came home with three points, which was an amazing, amazing feeling. I'm glad you said you in, enjoyed it because it, you know, we we all saw you last season, the season before, and you were absolutely flying. And and this season, look, it's it's been difficult on a yeah team and, and for you personally. Sort of how how have you felt throughout the season she's been in the team out the team yeah. well getting momentum not so how have you felt mm. yeah no it's been season? a it's been a tough season for all of us I mean I, start, I I think I've played the first eight or nine games at the start of the season and then I got I got an unfortunate injury in training which saw me fall out of the side but when I was out of the team when I was injured you know the boys went on a really really good run I think we won five and or five out of six or something like that so I knew I knew when I was I was back fit it would be hard to get back into the team and then I kind of you, you kind of just lose a bit of a rhythm and um when you're playing sort of Saturday, Tuesday, like the championship is, you get in, you fall into a nice rhythm and you just sort of play the games and you keep, you keep going. And then for the first, you know, for the first time in my my career, especially my QPR career, I sort of found myself out of the side a little bit. Um, I think it's fair to say, you know, not my confidence a, li- a little bit. And then, I, and then I came back into the side when it was, um, it was the back end of mixed era, era, but, you know, things weren't going great for us as a side. We'd lost a couple on the bounce or something like that. Um, and we lost to Coventry before the big international break. Um, and then when we came back, it was a lot of uncertainty in the air, you know, for obvious reasons. Um, and then I had another little injury when we came back from that international break while Paul Hall was in charge. So I couldn't quite, I couldn't, start to start Paul's game against Burnley and then the new manager was appointed and then it was kind of one of them where you know I hadn't played the previous game and the manager kind of had a look at the team that had played the week before um, and then I got and then you know unfortunately the, the squad became really thin really quickly um, and I feel for for I do feel a bit for Neil in, in terms of he had a really thin squad that he was working with um, and I was obviously I was playing I played a lot in Neil's during Neil's time here but like I said there was a, a hell of a lot of injuries and we had to lean on some players and that were probably playing out of position at times and stuff like that um, both Kenneth and Ethan had, were really in and out during during that period which was tough for us as a side because they've been two fullbacks that we'd relied on a lot for the for the season and they're really strong fullbacks in my opinion Um and yeah, it's 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 just it's been a tough year for all of us, and and I think 
with it with a lot of change of management and different playing styles and stuff like that. Um, it's been tough, but I think I, what I would say is in the last couple of weeks, I like to think that we've sort of pulled together. We've got we've had a few points against some some you know decent sides in the league, and I think and I like to think that things are looking upwards. Hopefully, we finish the season strong. A win at Stoke would be great to stay you know to really confirm us in the championship next season, um, and we can have an, a, a break and really sort of regather ourselves and and look to go again. Gareth said the other week that you had, you know, I'm not expecting you to reveal all the details, but you had like an 11 hour meeting, like a head to head with all the players and everyone expressing views. What was, what was, it was an indication, was it? He, he was, he just like, were you both feeding, we're all feeding off each other sort of thing? Yeah, yeah. We've, to be fair, we've, it's not just that one. We've had a lot, we've had a, quite a few meetings like that. Um, and it was just, a, and but that particular one was, it was a chance where, Everyone could just be kind of open and honest and lay out lay it out on the line whatever they were feeling or you know anything they're uncertain about or or what have you within the group uh, or within the coaching coaching staff or anything. It was kind of an open floor. Um, we had some real good honest and open conversation in that, and I think that that was before the West Brom game, if I remember rightly. And 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 yeah, I think we we came out of that. That meeting, we felt like we were in a good place. Like I said, everyone was sort of open and honest, um, manager included. So I think that's the best way to be. Is it, honesty seems to be it, well, honesty is the best policy, really. Yeah, I mean, because the, it's difficult for Gareth as well, obviously, because you say you've played under th- three different managers, three different styles, which must be a bit of a bit of a you know. Um, I was going to say, well, a bit of a head fuck, basically, as well. <laughs> I'm trying to think of another way to say it, but I couldn't think of another yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but for Gareth as well, he's obviously coming in, you know, he's been given, like, you know, poison chalice almost, you know, trying to keep us up. But there was reports of, like, um, disunity between squad, squad members between Gareth and stuff like that. But from what I saw on the pitch after the game at Burnley, they didn't. it seemed like everyone was together. The subs were jumping up yeah. and down. Gareth was like... Hugging everyone. Yeah, no, well, yeah, well, no, we've all we've all got. Ultimately, we've all got one aim, and that is to for this season to keep the the, the club that we all care about um, in the championship. Um, so when we get a result like that, it you know it does naturally bring you all together. You can all celebrate together, which we've not. You know, let's be honest, we've not been able to do in a while because we've not won won many games, especially going away to Burnley. An incredible side, in my opinion, fully deserved to go up, to go there and win, which no other side has done. It's a great, it's a good achievement for us. And I think we all felt a bit of a, you know, really united in that in that game. And it was just, I think you could probably tell the sort of relief and and happy and, and joy on our faces is, you know, we, we're going, we've been through a tough time. It's been a tough season for you, for, you know, for fans as well. <laughs> I can't imagine what it's like since the Porting QPR this season, but... You know, we what I want to stress is that we all really care, and we all want to. We're all united to to make sure that we 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 retain our championship status. It's 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 interesting you say that, Rob, because it was kind of the, the last game I was at. Like it's just the end of the game. Everyone's just you know last home game, but the I missed the last home game, but the one before that, everyone's just you have been. Coventry have just, you know, so before that they've killed us, you know, we've been killed yeah. a lot and the booze are ringing out and yeah, 
the abuse that they get, you guys are trying to go around the pitch and you're trying to lap the fans and it, it must be flipping difficult because we've we, you know I think we've we've lost more home games this season in a long time it must be so yeah. what's the dressing room like afterwards with you guys after that sort of reaction yeah after, so yeah after the you know after the commentary and Preston games for example it was you know incredibly deflated it's it's soul destroying for us footballers to you know go out and against you know because. Each and every one of us, you know, we believe we we believe we're good. We, we believe we're a good group of players. We all believe in each other individually and as a team. Um, and to lose three 0 at home is 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 a horrible feeling, and and it's a feeling that unfortunately we've gotten too too used to at the back end of this season. Um, so it's definitely disappointing and deflating. And from the fans' point of view, we don't obviously we don't like the abuse, but we understand, you know. Fans pay their money. They want to see their team team play well and produce. And it's a club that they care about, and rightly so. So, you know, we'd it's we can un, we understand and sympathise that it's been a, an incredibly rough season to to watch. I mean, well, what, I mean, I'll, I'll bring in Rob after this. I mean, it hasn't helped either, is it? You know, Bill up and leaving, and then as you said, Neil Christie came in, and he didn't really. He wasn't here long enough to make a difference, really. Let's be honest. It was just a case yeah. of like this shit's hit the fan. Yeah. Gareth has come in. He hasn't got the results either. And it's like we just it's defeat after defeat after defeat. Yeah, it was yeah. Social media is a no-go zone, surely for you guys at the moment. It must be a nightmare. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's bad enough for the fans to each other apart. But I'm just thinking, like with Saturday, I, obviously I wasn't there. I was watching it on, on the telly and that though. I was thinking the reaction everyone did pile in everyone did enjoy everyone did live that moment yeah. you, know, you look at Sinclair yourself and everyone going to the fans and yeah. and that's the QPR that we we know and, and you can tell that to the other lads who haven't seen that do you know what I mean these yeah. fans are decent we have got good fans we've just been this season's just been whether I mean I wonder if it has been down to Bill going it's just see I can't really ask you that but it must have been a massive soul destroying moment when he just walked out like that um uh, well, just going back to your first point about the fans. Firstly, for for that many fans to travel up to Burnley in the in the form that we've been in is was incredible. Uh, so we were so pleased to get a result for them as well. Um, you know, coming all that way to watch us in like I said in the form we've been in isn't you know is is it was a big ask, but we got the result and and thankfully we gave them a great day out. Um, and the thing I will say. When Mick left, um, it was a difficult adjustment period because we'd kind of felt like we'd really got used to his training and his playing style. Um, I know the back end of his time. It, 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 I think his last five games we didn't win. We didn't win any, in any of them. Um, but the standards of training were so high, and his messages were clear, and we believed in the process. Um, and it's it's like anything, you know. It's, it's it was quite a big. When that changes, when the when it changes at the top, it's quite a big shock to the system. And then you don't have, you know, like Mick came in this summer, but he had the summer and pre-season to to do what he wanted to do and to build it. But when it's mid-season, it's it's that is a real, yeah, it's a difficult one because you don't have whoever comes in has not got much time to implement what they want to do, and it's a results business, so. If results weren't going well like they weren't, then things have to change quickly. And then it's like every week you're changing things or whatever. And it's it's a real difficult adjustment period when you've not really got time to adjust. It's as simple as that. The same for the our current manager. It's 
that's how it is. It's it's difficult and it was diff it's difficult for the club, but we can't, you know, we, we don't want to just feel sorry for ourselves. We we wanna we wanna make the, the fans proud of us still. We still believe we're good players, you know, and, and of course it has to we have to take responsibility. We need to adapt, we need to be better. We've underperformed for three managers. Um but like I said, we wanna retain championship status for the club that we all, you know, really care about and look forward to to a to a long break. You guys must be looking forward to a break <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm going back to Thailand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go and go and meet that Buddha. Buddha's a ranger. Rob, let's let's bring you in because I know you know we don't, we don't want to keep um, big Rob uh, all night here. So, Rob, you got anything else you want to say? Um, there's always talk about back three, back four. Uh, you played in the back three for a long time under yeah. Mark Warburton, then back four under Beal. We're going to ask you what you prefer, but sort of what are the what do you think? What do you think your game is maybe best suited to and how do you adapt it between the two? Um, I think... I think the thing is within the, within both systems is... I mean, like in a back three, for example, um, naturally I get I have a bit more licence to bring the ball out and play and, and, and start attacks and and stuff like that and be in more advanced positions or like, like you saw last season, you see me shooting quite a bit more... Um, a back three naturally brings that out of my game but in a back four I also feel like I have strengths where I can where I'm a little bit more central and can be involved in the whole general game and and, and talk and organise and communicate around me but also distribute the ball to more sort of areas rather on a back three you can get a little bit trapped down the right side um, I don't if I'm totally honest I don't really have a preference it's just kind of different games suit different systems or whatever Um yeah, I, I, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't really have a preference, but it's it's kind of what whatever the manager sees as as best in at the time. I think you know um, the current manager Gareth he tried us in a back three. It didn't you know totally work. We've gone back to a bit of a back four and changed us and changed our sort of way of playing a little bit defensively. So we've we've dropped a bit deeper and stuck to our positions quite like a little bit more um, and 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 not leave ourselves too exposed. So. Both systems have their flaws and both systems have their positives. You just have to try and manage the game so that it brings out more positive than the flaws. Um, unfortunately, we haven't really done that this season, but I'm like, I don't really have a preference, to be honest. Nice one, Rob. Yeah. Um, just before Do you go, I, I know you want to ask this, Mark. Well, can, can, can I just say one thing before you, you go into it? I, sorry, I've, I've got jet lag and I don't care. Rob, I'm thinking, you know, Senny at Sunderland did that we run and back. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm not thinking, are we going to see you staying back on the goal line and him going forward? <laughs> well, I seem to do quite well in goal, don't I? So. <laughs> just don't use your hands, mate. Just, just yeah, kind of yeah. that. Actually, yeah, or, I could, or I could put on the keeper's kit. Well, this yeah. is it. And as we fair, we keep throwing, whatever you do, you'll send you off anyway. So you can <laughs> yeah, true. Your boots. Just before you go, I know the gaffer made you watch, well, not made you, but um, invited you to watch Rumble in the Jungle before the game. Um, yeah. That seemed to work. Was that a bit of an inspiration? Um, yeah, well, we, we kind of watched a short video of how, you know, the underdog can overcome what's in front of them. And that kind of, I guess you could say that paid off in our performance. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very rope dope, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For full disclosure here, Chris, full disclosure, Chris Charles is a boxing correspondent for BT Sports. Um, 
Yes, I am. Yeah, but that this is the bit that I don't get paid for. Um, but yeah, <laughs> went went down better than the hacker anyway. Let's just say that, and you don't need to answer. <laughs> all, Rob. You don't need to answer. Just before I go though, just your the song, um, the song for you. Uh, <laughs> a, a, do you like it? And B, I mean, what happens if your mum's like in the crowd or whatever? Yeah. How, how does the family react? Well, I'm a, I'm easy with it. I mean, I don't mind as long as they're singing my name in a in what they see as a positive way. I can take it. <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell my children that's what they sung about me, but that's fine, no problem. Yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking the other day. I said, well, you know, you bring your you bring your mum down to watch the game. She's like, you know, what, what the hell's going on there? Listen, um, as long as as long as it's positive, then I can take it. It's fine. <laughs> Brilliant. Nice one, mate. Okay, well, we're gonna let you go. But yeah, um, thanks for joining us and no problem at all. Man of Ma- the man of the match performance at Burnley that basically uh, Good June. luck Saturday, big man. And good Thank luck you. Saturday, yeah. Um, Thank you very much, guys. I think we're all going up Saturday, so we're gonna win. Perfect. Let's hope so. Listen, we really appreciate appreciate your support and all the fans. It's, we we understand it's been a tough season, a tough one for everyone. But you know, let's try and secure our championship status this Saturday. And uh, yeah, let's go for it. Brilliant. Cheers, guys. Nice, big man. Nice one. Thanks, Rob. Thank you very much. Nice to see you all. Have a good Thanks, evening. Man. Cheers. Bye. What a nice man he is. Yeah. I still told about Buddhist story. What? <laughs> Nothing. It's joking. Uh, I'm really pleased he had that performance because I wanted to ask him, but how about like if he feels let down? Because I think we as a, I think we've let him down a bit with the whole. I don't know. I feel sorry for him because for two years he was so fantastic, and and this year has been really really difficult for him. You yeah, know. but I think. By doing that, though, Robert, we're, we're, we're kind of patronising him a little bit. I'm not saying you're deliberately doing no, that. No, no, no. It's why I didn't ask him. He puts him in a hard position. He must have gone into this season thinking, I'll play, keep doing what I'm doing, I'll get my move. Because, you know, we thought he'd be moving on. Um, and look, it's the same for a lot of them. But I'm, I'm so pleased he, he had that performance on Saturday because he was brilliant for two years. He's just had a really, really tough season. No, it has. And well, I think, you know, and, you know, they made a few points there, like sort of in and out the side rather than getting that Saturday to Tuesday or Saturday to Wednesday or whatever. And also, like, playing in three different gaffers. One minute you're playing three at the back, then it's four at the black. Then you're told, one minute you're being told to bring the ball out, the next minute, and you're passing around in the area. And the next is just to hoof it up as far as you can go. It's like, you know, I, I know, and I'm not, you know, because the players have got to take share of the blame for this season. And I'm sure they all do. But equally, it's, you know, it, it, it must be tricky. It must be easier if, say, Beal had stayed the season and they everyone knew what they were doing from, from, from start to finish. Yeah. The, tr- the trouble is that Rob's right, and that's a good point. But I said Pat, no, I wasn't saying you were, by the way. I just thought he would feel, might feel that, not saying yeah, you were. Um, but it's a good point because we kind of do that with players, don't we? They, they kind of come in, maybe three or four good seasons, and then maybe seven or eight really bad games, and people are like, oh, shit, you know, this is getting it. And he hasn't been able to get on top of it this season, but then no one has. If you look at Johansson, you look at himself, you look at even Senny at times hasn't been himself. This, no, I agree. Been, I agree. And know, what, what we'll say that I think the fans really have been, I mean, I'm, I'm not a booer personally, but equally, um, 
I think yeah, no. you pay your money, you can do whatever you want as a fan. It's like, you know, I'm, you know, if, if, if there's plenty of people around me, you know, a couple of games ago, I think it was Preston, there was almost like fighting in the crowd, you know, because yeah, there was, there was. It was like the people who were, but the people who didn't want to be were telling the people who were booing not to boo. And yeah, it was like, oh God. It's like, you know, do do what you want, I think. But at the same time, what I would say is that the, the, the crowd haven't been picking on individual players. Like, you know, it, it's been, it's not there's not a target for the boo boys like there has in the past, you know. Um, what we've seen with a lot of players, it was more, you know, the you're not fit to shirt was just aimed at all of them. And and they should actually be enough fit to wear the hoops, but hey, ho, <laughs> but you know what I mean. It's um, the thing is, and then in a way as well, the fans have been so patient generally. I think there's a lot of clubs where it could have been a lot worse than this, yeah. Fair point, really fair point, and it has been hard. I mean, listen, I've done not because I'm brilliant running, just because I'm lucky I can get to them. I, I've been to quite a few of the games this season, apart from the ones that I mentioned I was in Tantley, yeah, I think I did. Um, and I missed mm-hmm. some. And it has been good, but there has been little scuffles here and there as well. And that's, you know, people care a lot. I mean, it's kind of like, the trouble with QPR, we've always said, this, but we're like a London club with a northern mentality. We all love our club. It, you know, we, we're obsessed. We live and die for it. And it's kind of, it's hard to take the chin, defeat after defeat after defeat after defeat. And it does get in people. But on, you know, but it shows you how easily it's forgiven because I've always said that people will say, oh, you know, your expectations are too high. You want us to do this. You want us to do that. And it's like, well, no, just play like you did Saturday. That's all you got to do. Whether you win, lose, or draw, put in a performance like that, and everyone comes with you because you can't ask for any more than that. And I think that's a. I think as fans go, we are pretty fair. I mean, you obviously get the odd idiot. It's usually me, but you know, realistically, I think get this season over. Get the. Good preseason. Give Ian's with a chance. I mean, I felt I do feel like I've been an, an Ian's with apologist, but only because I feel for him because you know people want him out. He was getting a lot of abuse. People sticking up stuff about him on social media. People saying no, if they don't get rid of the manager, my mates aren't coming back. I'm not coming back. They aren't coming back. And that's hard to take because he's come in trying to do a job, and it's just yeah, it's just been hard for him. And you know, he if we went out and played football against Burnley on Saturday, we probably would have got trashed. Absolutely, 100%. We had to do what we had to do to stay in this league. And you kind of think, people go, oh, it's a QPR way, or this, that, and the other. And you think, well, yeah. But Dave Sexton, uh, Venables was criticised at times, and we played great football for the offside a lot. You know, Jerry Francis, when we finished top London side, Neil Warnock, little bits and pieces on the um, all the way in there, Jim Jilton. There hasn't been a complete style in play. It's a bit like West Ham when they say this. You think, well, hang on a minute. You had Harry Red that was your manager for years. You didn't play the West Ham way either. So it's very difficult with fans because we all want different things at times. But I think I'm rabbiting because I've got jet lag. I'm not making any sense. I don't care. But I'm going to just finish with this one. We've just got to give him a chance. And I think that's all I would say to everyone. Just give him a chance because he's come into an absolute shit show of two other people's players, two other people's squads. Well, three, but you include Warburton. And yeah, he didn't have a chance. I just want to... Because he does care about this football club. I, I would rather give him a chance than someone else to come in who doesn't care because whatever anyone says, he does care. Big time. No, I, I agree. Of course he cares. But it does. Um, and I, yeah, I, I, like the, the wins, uh, the win against Watford, the win against Burnley. I mean, it, it's, it's, you know, maybe not the football sort of football you want to see every week, although there were two, there were two quality goals, to be fair. Um, and the, when you're in, when you're fighting for your lives, you'll take, you'll take the points, whatever. It's just next season, I think it'll be interesting to see when, you know, when he, assuming he's, he's still here, when he brings in some of his own players, what's, what style he goes for whether it is lumping up to the big man or whether he utilises. So I don't don't think you can really judge him 
uh, and, until next season. But uh, what I would say was that that was kind of a last roll of the dice opponent, rather, you know, because we kind of established a sort of style. We got Beal in and we got Critchley, who was, you know, similar kind of similar kind of thinking. And then we just like, you know, ripped the script up and then just brought in Ainsworth. It was, you know, obviously completely left field almost, but I felt it was more to appease the fans. But <clears throat> hey, if he keeps us up, <clears throat> everyone's going to be singing his name. Yeah, I, I think I think we sometimes forget that, I mean, Ainsworth's a really experienced manager. Like, mm. he, he's not he's not a newbie. He's, he's, I know it was just at one club, but what didn't he do at that club? He saved them from relegation in... League two, League one, he's taken them up a couple. Like, the, I, I think our fans, because because he played for us, and that's quite actually fresh in a lot of fans' memories. I think I think we sort of think of him as a bit of a novice, like like our Chelsea handed Frank Lampard a job and and, and something like that. And he's not. He he he's earned. I think he's earned the right to take over a club like QPR. Um. So and and with regards to his long ball football, look. There's a lot of ways you can play long ball football. Yes, if you just have your centre-backs hoofing it up in straight lines to a striker, it's rubbish. But if Ali Fowlin's getting the ball deep and finding Helgerson, who's laying it off for Tarat, it's wonderful to watch. So there's lots of ways you can play long ball football. Um, Whatever we were playing before wasn't working anyway and hasn't worked for a few years. Um, But for me, it it all ties back into... Um, you know, what What do we want to be? Do we want to be a club that goes to the Premier League or do we want to be a club that's sustainable and develops players? Because unfortunately, we can't really be both at the same time. Um, and if they want to... Yeah, fair point. If, yeah. if you want to be all about selling players, well, then you do sort of have to be playing football. You want ball players in there because that's who the Premier League want to buy. Um, but if you want to go up at all costs, well, then you can sacrifice that. And I think that's where we've tripped up in the last few years. We've got sort of stars in our eyes, as it were, with Johansson, Austin, Device, and we sort of sacrificed the model and, you know, we 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 cornered ourselves a bit. But look, hopefully, hopefully, Saturday, you know, hopefully we get that win, get that win at Stoke and just everyone can chill we can assess in the summer i think there's going to be big changes but actually having someone like ainsworth in may not be the worst thing because like i said he's not a novice he's not a novice manager um he, he he's been around the block he's seen some things so yeah I, and i love him anyway he's gareth ainsworth. <laughs> of course we love him that was gareth is one part but what, what about what about les because, okay, if we stay up, you know, you could say it's kind of paper, papering over the cracks a bit. Um, I, I, I agree. One, the, 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 the people who have been targeted, um, like, by name is in, in, by the fans is, is Ferdinand particularly and, and who's to a lesser extent and with the banners as well. Um, so is Ferdinand still going to be in a job next season? I think that I, I would say he's, I think his position's pretty untenable. You know, it's such a horrendous slide. There's no, you know, they've had an injury crisis and the only one that's stepped up from the youth teams, as it were, is Aaron Drew. And let's be honest, he's been pretty badly exposed. Hmm. To me, that's that's the failure. 
we, we've brought no one through. We've sold Eze. No one has come through. Uh, and I'm look, I feel a bit bad. He can't come on here and defend himself, Les Ferdinand. And but I, I would think that probably, uh, I would think he, I, I personally think there should be a change, but I don't trust the owners to make that change. If I'm honest with you, mm, it's an interesting one because Leslie Hughes is a is their people. Let's be honest. I mean. We've all seen the Lee Hughes video that was a, which didn't look good at all. I mean, obviously, if it contacts with everything, and we didn't know what we said beforehand, but you know, he's he, yeah, you can't defend that regardless. And it's just it's a tricky one for him because I've met Lee a few times, and you know, I've said it a million times, like you know, he's I've talked to him away from football because it's a similar thing going on in his family as I've had, and things like that. He's he's not a bad human being, but. In them sort of videos and them clips, and sometimes you look at it, you think, Jesus, that just does not come across well at all. And you can't speak to fans like that. I don't care who you are. You really can't. I know sometimes fans can be trouble. I'm a dickhead, you know. Sometimes I'd be told off. I get that. But it's you just can also with Les, I think, you know, Les has got to look at the setup he's got there and if it's working. And it was interesting was Ian was Ainsworth was going through all that stuff that it Les and the owners and everyone else was very, very silent. And I think that's quite sad. You know, you've brought someone in, you've got to help them, you've got to shield them a little bit as well. And we weren't really doing that. And I think there was a case, I don't know, it's a really hard because, you know, here's your fan saying F off Les Ferdinand when he's such a legend. You know, no, he I really hate is. That. I hate that. It's yeah. Yeah. No, me too. Me too. I, I, I hate it. I hate it. Like, to me, I, I, I get the, you know, the, the, you know, like I said before, you pay your money to take your choice. You've you got to separate month meal. You voice your disapproval, but not he's 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 not deliberately like making us bad. Do you know what I mean? It's not like yeah. some, um, like some bloody spy that's been sent by Chelsea to to, to only put it that way. Oh. No, exactly. And he got he got a lot less stick than um than these yeah, guys. No, are exactly. The, the I, trouble I, is, I do wonder, though, Chris, with this transfer dealings and everything else that. There's been a lot of mistakes, um, you know, and playing people off and this, that and the other. And I, I honestly don't know. I, I'm a little bit like Rob, I think, you know, whether we love him or, or what, it, it might be time for him to move on. And in the same way that Lee Hughes' positions come under scrutiny as well. Um, but my only fear is that the owners might just say, well, if you want both of them to go, and I'm, this is not me saying they should stay, by the way, this is just me trying to look at it from an objective point of view. Maybe they'll just pull up the carpet as well because maybe they've had enough. I mean, yeah, that's a that's a sort of I've seen that a lot, you know, like the owners going and that, but it's a, that feels to me like a careful what you wish for scenario there because they, I, it, it, you can look at it two ways. I know, Paul. Not that I'm saying we shouldn't have a point of view in case they do. People have got completely the right to be annoyed. I just don't know because we don't see them at the games, do we, Chris and, and Rob? That's the thing, and I'll, I'll, you know, I mean, okay, Les hasn't been there. I, I don't think for the last. Two no, he has. Years. He's been in the boxes. I think. Oh, was he? Okay, fair enough. But Lee Hughes, I was, you know, I was, I'm, I'm going to talk about the Tiger Cubs walking my R's in, but, but Lee Hughes, you know, fair play to him after all that's happened. He like came to the top. He's done the Tiger Cubs walk for the last six years, I think. And he came along and, you know, a few, few, few people asked him different questions, but I mean, and, and he was answering all of them. And I was like, fair enough. You know, he could easily have ducked out of that and not done it. And he's been sitting in the director's box, but the other guys, the actual owners, I mean, I haven't seen any of them around for months. Yeah, oh, as no. well. I and I might be wrong, so correct me if I am wrong. Does that make, does that make so good they, they, they don't come to the games because, like you said, Ferdinand and Hughes are the face of it. And look, 
don't mind they're based in Malaysia. I think I've said on here before, Man City's owners never turn up. But guess what? Their fans don't care because they're winning. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we care if we were winning. Well, uh, I'm at Hampstead. But I think it's... Uh, look, let's see. I, I think win on Saturday, and these are all questions. I think uh, you can hear it. Rob Dickey basically said they are desperate for the season to end. Hopefully now, hopefully now they can see... It's one last push, one last push on Saturday and they'll get there and they can just go, go off. Half of them will be sold, which they must know. They're not idiots. They must know that even Rob Dickey, I would imagine his time at QPR is done and we will get whatever we can for him because we've got to, we've got to rake in some money. Uh, and, and I think there'll be, there'll be a bit of a reset over the summer. Um, well, well, I think what we need, I, I, you know, I've, I've mentioned this before, but it, it, what, what we lack is, is leaders. Um, it doesn't see, you know, there's, there's not many big voices in there. But I, I, what about, the problem is that, I mean, Willock at the start of the season was easily our most sellable asset. But mm. is, given his, like, sort of um, spaghetti hamstrings, it's like, it, it, it's, it's not looking like we'd get anywhere near as much as we would. No, I mean, the no, they, they might say to a club, we paid a million for him. We want a little bit of profit on it for the books. That might be all they, do you know what I mean? And they, they, yeah, that's I, good point. I believe they will just look to get rid of anyone and everyone they can. Like when they sold Furlong for, what was it, like two million to West Brom? And he was, a, he's fantastic. Look, he's gone and played Premier League, top end of the championship. Love Furlong, yeah, yeah. And look, we only got two million, but we needed that two million to keep going. Yeah. And, and we all moaned at the time and we all moaned about the Freeman fee at the time and the Smithies fee. But actually, you know, so a lot of these players, and I think that's been half the problem. A lot of these players aren't as good as we thought they were, as the yeah. club thought they were. I mean, Lee Hoos came on the podcast and said they're all good players. I mean, they're not. They haven't been good for a year more. And I, I don't mean that in a nasty way. They've got a ceiling and, and other clubs aren't silly. And Chris Willock's not going to go for seven, eight million because he hasn't done enough to warrant that. Uh, I, I think I think with Chris Willock, I think he did do enough to warrant that before he got the injuries. And he's got, you know, he's had a double hamstring injury. And to me, he looks like, I know there's a lot of people. And again, I don't know, you know, it's like subjective this, but it, to me, he looks like he's just petrified of of, of, of doing that again. Uh, other people are saying he doesn't care anymore and he wants out, but I mean, who knows? I'm not a. I think it's a bit of both, Chris. I think maybe it is. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the trouble is, the trouble is, it's it's kind of for me. And I, listen, Chris is nearly as old as me, Rob. You you're still a young, forty year old whippersnapper. Um, it's when I see players going down, and and your hands does this a lot as well. It's like hand up straight away, I want off. You know, and you kind of see that. And in a relegation battle, you want players to. Be crawling off that pitch, giving everything, and I think sometimes it's like players will tell you themselves that when things are going wrong, and it's not—it's a mental thing with players. Suddenly, you start feeling your hamstring, your calf. When you're top of the league and you're six points clear, and you see that freaking shiny little thing that you can lift up at the ground of the season, everyone's first in the training. The treatment room is like a, a no-go zone. Nobody wants to be seen anywhere near it, and we've seen that with ourselves with the season we went up. You know, no, no one wanted to get injured. You know, like obviously. You know, Mackie got his leg smashed, but you know, and things like that. Nobody ever wants to get injured when you're doing well, but when you're not doing well, people. And I think with Willock, he's kind of. I think he departed the club after, with, with Bill. If I'm being brutally honest with you, I think the injury didn't help, but mentally he left a long time ago. And I think you'll probably see Willock go. You'll probably see Senny go. You'll probably see Dicky go. 
because we need to bring money in. And I think this is what was going to happen anyway, which is why Ainsworth again was probably that kind of choice because Wicked we kept them in that league, got them promoted on a very, very tight budget. We are going to be absolutely murdered next season with the budgets because we haven't got the money. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, you know, we might come up where we might get the most money from, and that's if Eze is sold to one of one of the top clubs. Because as far as I know, there's like a twenty percent sell-on fee from Palace, and he's been in on fire the last few games. Yeah. I think. That, yeah. Like, yeah, it's all very similar, isn't it? So when Holloway came back, the set when Holloway came back, and really mm-hmm. just chucking anything and everything overboard. And look, he I don't think he did it with you know, I don't, I don't think he did it of his own free will, but Bright, Manning, Eze, Chair, that that's when they all came into the squad. So mm-hmm. look, Les Ferdinand will point to those and say brought them through. So look, it will unfortunately we're probably taking a step backwards and we need to balance the books again. And we all these lessons learned again, but but um I think they'll chuck a lot overboard in the summer and they'll be, I don't, I don't watch the B team. I couldn't really tell you who's good. If Dixon Bonner's any good, still don't know how good Sinclair Armstrong is really. Um, You know, Richards, no one's seen. Maybe this time next year, we're sitting here and that's your front line. Mm. It's really, Mm. you know, we play long ball into the channels and we murder teams. We don't know. We don't know. Um, what is that? <clears throat> what is the deal with Richards? Are we compelled? Do we have to buy him for four? I think so. I think I think we loaned him, and we have to buy him. It is. It is that situation. It, it could be Rob and Chris. It depends on how many games he's played, which is why he's sparsely used. Oh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I, think, I think they'll keep him. Regard. I, I I think they're keeping him. Regard. I mean, we've got to, the trouble is we've got to try and stay away from injury prone players. This is goes back to Les again, you know, the, the buying of, I know that it was maybe Bill got um, uh, the centre-half in that replaced um, oh, oh, Fuck it, do you know what, my head's I'm halfway across Asia still and you kind of, you know, with Barbet who never missed a game, who was consistent, consistent consistent, and then we bring in Clark Solder, who's a brilliant player by the way, who I rate highly, but we're never going to see him, you know, and I think you know, Richards could be some. We've got to stop taking rest and injury players and maybe just bring in solid players that we know is going to be able to be picked uh, once in a while. Sam Field was an injury prone player, could never stay. Good fit. point. That's true. Good point. That true. Yeah, and that's kind of the model as well, a bit, isn't it? They do take a gamble on players. Mm. And they say, well, if we can keep them fit for long enough, they'll do well. And Sam Field has done well. He has. Yeah, he has. He's probably, I would say he's player of the season by oh, a country mile. But, but um, I, I would make, I would make Sam Field player of the season. Yeah. 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 I don't think it's, I mean, it's, I guess some people say it's a bad season to win it, but I would say yeah, when of it course. doesn't really matter. I mean, and if, but you say about leaders, I think we've got a leader and a captain there. Yeah, that's true. But I, I think, I, I just don't think we've got enough leaders. That's what I mean. I agree. There's, there's not enough people. There's not enough responsibility, Chris, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. You no, I, think, I think you see it. And I think that's what people moan about chair. Yeah, I actually think chair's a leader because he's desperate to go and do it himself and lead by example. Yeah, we try, Sunday Chris. Um, he, I, I, I love chair. Well, just, that's what you want as, as as a fan. What you want is I know all the players have had bad games at one time or another. See, and even even Field, I'm sure, has had like a few bad. Yeah, games. yeah, totally. He's been the most considered. But what you want as a fan, as we all know, is to see that somebody's putting the effort in and they're doing their best to track back. They're doing their best to spray a pass across. They're doing their best. 
best to, for the team. They're giving it, you know, the proverbial 110%. What people don't want is when, you know, players who are just like idling back, you know, can't, you know, can't be asked type thing. If, you, if, you, if you've seen a player and you know he's generally giving his all during the game, then even if we lose, then to, to me, that's fine. It's a shame, but it's fine. Yeah. I mean, what you don't want, if you don't want people going down on the 70th minute, holding their hand and they're wanting to be doing the sub sign, no. you know, you, you know, and, and that's, and I don't think that's an end. I mean, people are going to criticize him, but I don't think he's that sort of manager. He won't put up with that. And uh, it's just so sad because, like, you know, you, you, you look at the face of the, the fans of Preston, which is fine, and we're all entitled to it. Then you look at those pictures on Saturday. I mean, I like Cindy was up there, Alan was up there, my mates, his little lad was up there. Well, they were inclined, yeah. yeah. They were inclined 355. You know, they were, and you look at the reaction on the on the face of the terraces, and you think, Do you know what? That's you want to see more of that, and it, it does mean some of that. I don't, I don't, I don't think we ask too much, but we're not definitely fooled either. You can't fool fans, people know when you're trying. And sadly, that was a 10 out of 10 performance. Even Laird, who's come under criticism, was absolutely jumping around like it was his 100%, birthday, yeah, 100%. And, and Ainsworth, fair play to him because he has. Some of the subs, you know, I think have been on a bit late, but he, mm-hmm. he realised that we were getting murdered there and he had to make that sub. <clears throat> and, you know, that, again, that's one of the, the, the reasons why we managed to managed to win that game. Um, you did mention, Clyde, before we come on to ours end, um, I just wanted to like read a little um, snippet from his brilliant report this week, which uh, if you want to go to Loft for Words, you should read. It says, we are the 511 QPR fans left standing. Three games from the end of the season that has gone all the way from engine trouble through the crash onto the mountainside, past the weeks of miserable purgatory, and now reach the bit where you have to start eating each other. And uh, to me, that was like, that was our season in a microcosm. So, I mean, Clive's always good, but that was one of my favourite, one of my favourite ones of his. Um, I got in in trouble after that, and I got in trouble reading that, and... I got in trouble on the phone to Alan and that, and I said, oh, mate, I really wish I'd have been there. And I said, well, you're sitting there and you're flipping, without being rude, I was trying to be with those flipping beach with sun and sea. And oh, town. no. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, and I, it, it, it went down badly, you know? Well, I mean, my, my story is that after Norwich, me and Nancy went down, the, my daughter sorry, went down to the Crown and Scepter afterwards, <clears throat> and she'd been nagging at me to get Burnley tickets, and I just saw the... The cost of the rail fare so, oh, I was like, you know. And then Clive in, and, and, and Cindy, I think, said, oh, no, actually, Cindy said you should go, but Clive was like, Nancy, don't do it. We're going to, you're going to see us absolutely muddled. So we were both delighted that she win, but she was like, yeah, dad. I was like, well, I, 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 did, I, I did give you train, cheap train tickets and you chose to ignore them for Saturday. You yeah, there. I know. I, 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 yeah, I, I read that as it was for two, but there you go. Oh, well, never mind. And yeah, great the club to put the coaches on, but not great that I didn't manage to get on any single one of them. But there you go. There you go. You know what, well, do well when there's a big away following, don't we, Rangers? Oi. Oh, yeah. Just get, right, it, just get it done on Saturday. You know what, Rob? I, 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 I yeah, no, no. Yeah, but I mean, no. you, you could probably name the times of big away sports we've done well. Probably Wembley would come to mind. That was decent. Is that an away game? Yeah, I suppose it is. Um, Hillsborough. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Hillsborough was good. Um, there's been a few. Watford, when we won the league. We won't go into the ones where we've absolutely messed up because we, have, we haven't got on night. And Chris... Well, the 4-4 four, four was all right. Russian and Diamonds, the three were those two brilliant goals. That's uh, yeah. That will live long in the memory. Now, anyway, so... We just got 1-0 when we went down. Yes. Yeah, 
Uh, Arsene, then. Rob, do you want to go first? Uh, I'm going to do two things, both quick. The yep. first is just because I've been quite negative when I've been on the pod about the atmosphere and on against the commentary game, it was just lovely walking to the ground, maybe because the sun was out. But, and I think t- Tiger Cubs was on. You had members of the QPR ladies team around. The um, Power League by the pitch was like a QPR takeover. I wish we, we need, I want, I want to see that every week. It was, it was just a great atmosphere. Like it felt like a family club and it, it was really good. Yeah. I, and and I, I know I harped on at Lee Who's about it, uh, but I, I think the club, I, I want to say well done to the club because uh, it, it was just a great atmosphere. Um, yeah. That's the, the second thing I know. We're white shorts, white socks, but I really liked the navy socks on Saturday with the kids. <laughs> really cool, and I know that's sacrilege. I just thought it looked really cool, and I, I'm just putting it out there, and I will leave it at that. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, well, well, I've got I've got a couple as well. Just following on from your um, what you said about the commentary game, that's when we did the Tiger Cubs walk. Feels like an age ago now. Uh, we haven't done a pod since then, and another brilliant turnout last last time I heard. We've raised eleven thousand pounds, and a couple of the couple of the kids who play for the Tiger Cubs, the kids with Down syndrome, did the whole walk, um, and they and also the QPR women's team did the walk, and the and the B team as well, and it was just great. And I've got to say, the the, the QPR women and the B team, there was no airs and graces. Everyone was just, you know, well, that, that's what the walk is. You just drop back, and you're you're talking to somebody else, and you're talking to somebody else, and um, and they were all brilliant. So well done to them. They really are credit to the club and. Also, yeah, just the kids themselves. It's always, it's always, you know, it's always quite special seeing that when they're going around the pitch, and it always brings a little bit of a tear. Did you miss me? Hey, did you miss me? Oh yeah, missed you like crazy. And all the Coventry, I think it was Coventry, it was Coventry, wasn't it? All the Coventry fans applauding as well. So that was that was great. Um, uh, And the other thing I wanted to do, I just wanted to get this little little gag in. Um, The the best moment um, after uh, Burnley, I thought, was Gareth Ainsworth picking up Ilias. I think that's what they call a chairlift. <laughs> oh dear, Paul, you're not very impressed. Oh, with sorry, I'm waiting for the punchline. <laughs> I can see you working boxing. Or a chair lift, I should have said, shouldn't I? You know what? That was actually very good. Thanks. Yeah, that you deserve a lot of respect. You'd be booking that all day, haven't you? Not really. It just came to me. It came to me in a flash. Did it? Anyway, Paul, go and I'll did, get the kettle on while you do your R's end. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Um, I'm a little bit upset. I'm not going to lie. I'd like to say that I was embraced by lovely messages after a marvellous, beautiful win on Saturday, but all I got was people telling me to stay away. Oh, actually, yeah. yeah. That's yeah, a good it, yeah, yeah. It, it, uh, it, was, it was pretty full on, you know, after about the 33rd one that came in, I'm like thinking, do you know what? I can take <laughs> a second head, guys. Do you know what I mean? Seriously. So yeah. it's not really well, my just fault. give me your cheap train tickets and I'll I'll get a refund then. Yeah, well, you can anyway. I'll, I'll talk. I'll, I'll I'll text you in a minute. See how to do that. But no, um, listen. On a serious note, I only know her as Layla on here seventy three, but she lost her dad last week, and she put a beautiful picture on Twitter holding her dad's hand. And I've been there, and it's horrible. You know, it's just so my thoughts to her and her family. It's just horrible. And um, hopefully, hopefully that. Um, you know, people around there will look after her because it's not easy. So my thoughts to them. Saturday, 
going back to the thing, it was, it was good to see that just, you know what, it was just nice to see everyone enjoying themselves. And that's what you live for. You live for them moments. You can forget a whole season in 90 minutes and you can have 90 minutes and make you want to forget the whole day. Um, but this, this week I thought that was just a brilliant side of the club. And I know we've talked about Lee Hughes and Les and all the negative stuff, but, you know, Chris, you're right. The Tiger Cub is a community. It's, we're, we're proud of that. And there's very few clubs like us. I mean, Aaron Paul did a brilliant um, thing in the news about the Tiger Cubs and, and the walk and stuff. We're very unique. And, and you know, despite everything, I, I would never change this club. I never want to. It just worried me because if we go down, I just don't see a way back from us. So, you know, going on holiday, you know, a damn game was missing them. Um, I knew we'd win. I just knew it. And um, I'd like to thank everyone, including William Wall, who sent me a lovely message, which basically told me to feck off and stay away for life. I appreciate <laughs> you. And I love you all very much. And thank you for your kind thoughts and making sure I was having a lovely time. It, it didn't go unnoticed. Um, yes. And also Saturday, before I forget, Alan and uh, my mate Alan lives there and his son lives there, obviously, because his son, they were dreading it, you know, because it, they, they could not face getting really good at Stoke for obvious reasons. And um, I think if we can win there and save them that trauma, it'd be fantastic. Amen to that. Right. So that brings us nicely on to predictions for Stoke, Paul. Um, I, 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 I may go up and I may stay in the pub and we may win that way. If it's looking bad at half time, I may have to leave. No, I think we'll get the job done, mate. I think, you know, I, I think, look, at, we know what we've got to do. Go up there. They're, they're on the beach. Bit like I was a few days ago. <laughs> so, hey, uh, yeah, holiday, and, you've been on holiday. Yeah, yeah. Up, you jealous bugger. Um, don't worry, I won't get another one for another two years. Um, so yes, I think we'll win. I think they're in, they're in the holidays and just get this freaking season over and done with. Get it closed. Get it finished. Amen to that. And roll on next season. Okay, Rob. Yeah, I think a, a nervy one nil win, and then let's let us never speak of this again. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take a one all, and I reckon that'll probably be enough. But if, if it's not, I think we'll still we'll, we'll have enough to get something out of Bristol City. So it's looking a lot more positive than it was like a few days ago. Let's put it that way. Thank oh, you, isn't it just? Thank you, Andy Carroll. Yeah, <laughs> nice one. Cheers, guys. All right. See you guys. See you, folks. Until then.